And so from the gift by Hafiz. The thousand stringed instrument. The heart is the thousand stringed instrument. Our sadness and fear come from being out of tune with love. All day long God coaxes my lips to speak so that your tears will not stain his green dress. It is not that the friend is vain. It is just your life we care about. Sometimes the beloved takes my pen in hand, for Hafiz is just a simple man. The other day the old one wrote on a tavern wall, The heart is the thousand-stringed instrument that can only be tuned with love. I have to bring one of the books from Hafiz over, I mean, the, the new Rumi book over to the center from the tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good old days, huh? <clears throat> well, he was on the outside writing. It was, <clears throat> he was on the inside writing. So what I, what Hafiz I, was in the graffiti. Yay. Good for him. <laughs> <clears throat> So what I heard in that is that God wears a green dress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen that one. <laughs> Guess I'll start. Yeah. And attempt to talk. I'm having a little bit of what's that word? Mucus. <laughs> Flam. I'll see what I can do while my voice is still holding up. <laughs> if we have to, I'll pass it to Jim early. <laughs> Not the phlegm. Just the <laughs> oh, boy. That we started very high. <laughs> What is it with this group? <laughs> I love it. It was fun last night. I think most of you here were at the Christmas party. So, or I should say the holiday party, I guess, because uh, it's a whole mixture. So, it was really nice because um, afterwards, when everybody's gone and we kind of did whatever, a little bit of cleaning up and went to bed, it's kind of late. and. I was pretty tired, and I was just kind of laying there. But then I, I went into this wonderful process of gratitude. And it's just amazing because I was so thankful for last night. I had just such a nice experience. And when I just opened inside, laying there in bed, it's just like all this loving, this gratitude just started to fill me. And then what happened? I woke up. I probably didn't fall asleep till after 2 a.m. last night. I was just awake in that wonderful movement of gratitude. So maybe I'm a little bit late from Thanksgiving, but maybe it's appropriate with the holidays here we're moving into. But it's just another reminder for me, because gratitude is something you've heard us talk about in here as a wonderful tool or key as a way to open that door to spirit. And just being thankful for whatever it is we have in life. 
Even if we have to search for something to be thankful for, all it takes is the littlest thing to begin to open that door, just a little crack to let the light in. That's all it takes. It's just a little bit. And last night I didn't have to go searching for anything. It was just there. I was just in it for the evening. And it's just like that door was wide open. And it was so nice just to be filled with that gratitude and what comes with it. Because it's very interesting when we even think of the word life. It's what? Movement. It's, a, it's an energy. It picks us up. But even when somebody's very dynamic or energetic, we call them lively in ways like that. And here I was going to bed just pretty tired physically and thought I'd pass out probably within minutes. And instead, I ended up being up two, three hours because of opening up in that movement of life, bringing life even to the physical body, the consciousness there. And it's just something that I know some of us have worked on before, working with gratitude, even keeping a gratitude journal. Anybody here remember that from years ago? Keeping a journal for gratitude as well as dreams or meditation experiences. Well, that's one thing I never really did, was keep a journal just for gratitude. It's something I haven't personally worked with a lot in my life. I've worked more with many of the other tools. But last night for me was a wonderful reminder of that action or movement of gratitude and how powerful that can be in each of our own lives in many, many different ways. It's funny because I often find that it's a physical stimulus that'll move me into this inner experience. Because I started out last night with this gratitude for the physical experience of the party last night. And it was just being with everybody, just the joy, the loving, just being together, just physically. But yet that spirit behind it all. And then going to bed, how that spirit then began to move me. So the gratitude started actually off for a physical thing. But then from there, it's just open to that movement of spirit of loving. And I found that as a very powerful tool because if you're like me, have you ever had times where you find it challenging to get into spirit, to get into the loving? I know I do at times. And so here I found myself as a physical stimulus, not even looking to get into spirit, but yet that was a great trigger or stimulus to assist me in moving into that more dynamic, energetic inner experience. So I just wanted to kind of share that just from last night in the experience of my own personally with that. And it just is carried over today. I, I find myself a little bit sleepy today <laughs> in that, but in a really nice way. It's one of those peaceful, relaxed types of kind of sleepy, maybe not having had too much sleep last night, I know, but I don't mind when it's kind of that presence that I'm experiencing inside. So a little other fun thing I wanted to, uh, an image I got in meditation just now when we're doing that, was um, have any of you, uh, most of you probably know, the GPS systems, you know, in the cars where you can enter addresses and all, or tom-toms, they call them in some places. I know there's a lot of different names um, nowadays for those uh, vehicle guidance systems that we can do. And it was really fun because in meditation today, all of a sudden I got this image 
of how, you know, you can set an address in a GPS system. You don't have to know where it is, but if you have the information and address of what to put in there, that you do that and you can just get in your car and go and it'll guide you and direct you all along. So it's just really cool. I got that image of the GPS system and realizing how what we're doing here in meditation and these sacred names of God that we speak of, that we share in this action of initiation, is like that GPS system. It's like receiving those sacred names of God and putting them into your consciousness is like entering it in the GPS system that it's set. And all you have to do is turn it on and then just follow the guidance to get there. It's kind of a neat image if you think about it. But I liked it and kind of brings a little giggle and joy inside of me because it's really that simple. If you know how to enter the information into the GPS system, that's all you really need to know how to do. And then it's just a matter of following the guidance of where it's going to take you. And that's exactly what those names do. So what are we doing in class? We're getting the information. We're learning about this. We're learning the meditation technique. We're practicing it as well. But those names are that very direction that as we enter that into the system, that we don't even have to know where the destination is or how to even get there. But by putting that in and beginning to repeat that inside, it begins to automatically draws towards that very source so that we end up at that destination. Have many of you even thought about it quite like that at all? Or do we often find ourselves trying to figure it out? Well, which street should I turn down? Do I go straight here? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Maybe I'm going the wrong direction. Maybe I should go back home and start all over again. Maybe I need a new system to begin with. Maybe this map's outdated. And then we often find ourselves, what, trying to figure it out, right? Okay, they also talk about loving, acceptance, forgiveness. So let me see how I can work this LAF in my life so I get it right. And maybe, maybe that way I'll find my way home to God. And so we're so busy trying to figure things out, how to get there, how to do it right, what turns to take, that we often forget that the directions are already in there. And all we have to do is turn it on and follow the directions. I don't even want to say follow the directions because really it's not even directions. It's like autopilot. But we are still the ones who have to turn it on. We're the ones who have to participate in that. So as we hold those names inside, chanting them, singing them, saying them over and over, those names themselves draw the soul towards that very source. I know I've said this before because at times Jim and I hear from some of you that these names that you receive in initiation because they're foreign language or Sanskrit, that they don't make sense. Well, they don't mean anything to me. So when I chant them inside, it seems so meaningless. It's not about those words. It's about that essence of spirit 
that is in the words, that is in the names. And it's as we hold our attention on that, that that frequency brings us into the oneness from which it's come from, in which it is. And so that's all we have to do. That simple name, to hold that, that we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to wonder which street to turn down or where to go or how to even get there. But to simply hold that name, which is loving, by the way. That name is loving. And simply by holding that inner consciousness, we begin to move in the direction. As foreign as it is to us, as meaningless at times it may seem, until what? Until all of a sudden we turn down some road and we have some amazing experience and we know how real it is. Whether we see something or hear something or whether we're just flooded with gratitude or loving, like I was sharing earlier, just flooded with it, finding ourselves in those moments or maybe that deep, deep peace where we don't have any kind of sights or sounds or information or anything, but just a deep peace. And in that, that sense of tranquility, we know everything's all right. Ever have that? Because often that deep peace is where it's at. But we may miss that at times when we're so busy looking for all the bells and whistles all the sights and the sounds. So we're not trying to make anything happen or look for anything in particular. We're simply holding a place of loving within ourselves that the greater experience may simply awaken. This is an awakening process. It's not something we can make happen. It's not a making and happen process. It's a letting go. It's an allowing. It's a surrendering. And it's often when we come to that place of deep peace that we begin to now move to that center point in which the spirit within us begins to truly awaken. Because it is often a process of working through, letting go of all the distractions or the elements of the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body. And that's what often seems to take so long. That's why we call it the inner work. The inner work isn't the loving. The inner work is getting to the place within ourselves where the loving resides. That whole phrase, peace be still and know that I am. There's a road map right there. Peace be still. So there's the road map to move to the place of peace. And in that place of peace is where we begin to wake up to know the I am that greater truth of the divine of who we are. It's good to pay attention to these fun little catchphrases 
or parables or all the different names we have, the poems like we just heard from Hafiz. Because there's deep meaning. These are the roadmaps that all the teachers of the ages have laid out. But you know, that's the old style. The roadmaps, right? Nowadays we got that modern GPS system. Those are pretty handy. Pretty nifty. A lot simpler. But guess what? Isn't that advancement in technology, in understanding and knowing how things work? Yeah, all the maps. The world's been traveled so well. All the maps that are out there. Well, guess what? The same is true for spirit. It has been traveled so well by many through the ages that things have simplified that we're at a point in time that we have the GPS technology. Let's see, GPS, what is that? God precision system or something like that? That's right. That's right. God's peaceful system. <laughs> That's right. So we've come to a place that the souls have walked, that we're in a greater stage of our awakening. And I'm not talking the evolution of the planet. I was using that as an outer example. But that's also part of the journey that we've been walking spiritually. That as we've used the systems of old, the maps from old, we've come to have greater understanding and awareness. But now we're at a time where it's time to move into the greater simplicity. I can't really call it modern technology. All I can call it is experience. The more experience we have, the greater the understanding. And the greater the understanding, we can begin to find the way of the greater simplicity because of all the roads we've traveled before, that we've learned the complexities, we've learned the dead ends. We've learned through the struggle and the strife. And we know that way doesn't work. We know that's not the way we want to do it anymore. So we're looking. Why do you think you hear Jim and I probably every single talk mention the word simple or simplicity? Because it really is. And that's where we're at in this stage of the journey. This is old school. We've been walking this for some time. So we're simplifying. Making it easier. Discovering the greater simplicity so that we can move now into the greater experience and be done with the journey, so to speak, right? Okay, let's get it over with. Is it time yet? I think it is. Many of you have been saying that. So it's time. 
Jim and I keep trying to simplify things more and more, and we'll continue to do that. And it's not always easy, because this is a complicated world. We're complicated beings. Just one level, let alone all of the different levels that come with this human experience. So let's simplify. Peace be still. And know the I am. I'm doing a little bit shorter talk today. Wow. Turn. <laughs> All right. Well, it's kind of interesting hearing about the GPS system. <laughs> Never thought of it that way, but it makes sense. And really and truly... This pathway is is a simple pathway. It isn't one you have to put your mind to and figure out. You just set your course. You set a direction you're going to go, and that's God. And then you use that instrument that's been given to you to keep you focused on God, and you get to God. And there's not a lot of detours, and not a lot, not a lot of mistakes made along the way if you really keep your focused on that sacred name. That sacred name is the way by which you find your course, find that direction. It's very interesting because in our experiential lives, physically, emotionally, all of it, we have created a lot of detours that we have to keep taking to try to find a clear course in our life. Because we have so many thoughts and so many beliefs and so many experiences of emotion and fear and anxiety and make-believe inside of ourselves that is ever deterring us from a direct course to God. But when we get the sacred name, when we get initiated, that begins to lay out a straight and narrow path between us and our destination. It's a straight and narrow path. And the beautiful thing about it is that the frequency of loving that resides in that name clears a pathway before us. It goes before us to begin to clear a pathway, straight and narrow, to that which we are setting our focus upon. And it will clear away all those obstacles all those things that have stood between us and our destination. And no longer are there detours trying to get around this belief system and away from this fear and whatever. We will find ourselves going right through it. We will go through our fears. We will go through our anxieties. We will go through our belief systems. We will go through everything, not avoiding, not detouring ourselves from those things, but just going right through them. But we find that it's easy to go through them now, where before we avoided them like the plague because they were frightening. Oh my God, I'm not going to go in there. That's horrible. It's painful. But now we go through it with joy, with grace, maybe with a little apprehension, but we still go forward. 
And the reason being is because now the Holy Spirit goes before you. It stands before you, opening that pathway. That grace that is the action of the Holy Spirit going before you is loving. And loving transforms everything. Everything. So as you go forward in your meditation, just chanting that sacred name of God and holding your loving with God, God's loving is going before you. And you can move through fear. You can move through all kinds of belief systems and judgments and angers and frustrations and disappointments in this world and inside yourself. You can move through them all very easily because the loving allows you to do that. And the key then is is to continue doing that every day, every day, every day, so that that straight and narrow path gets longer and longer and wider and wider and you become more comfortable in walking it. If you meditate once a week, what you get is a pathway that you're ever trying to have to clear away once again. Because a lot of the old debris starts to reform and come back and create obstacles. But if you're ever meditating every day, not necessarily two and a half hours, but every day doing some meditation, with this loving going before you, you will find that that pathway will get longer and it will begin to widen because that's what loving does. Loving just doesn't cut a little, little narrow pathway that you've got to like tightrope your way across this big valley of shadows to get where you're going to go. What it does is it clears a pathway, gives you a direction to start walking, but as it does, and as you move, it begins to clear even the width, not just the length. And so your pathway is wide and secure and strong, and it's ever growing longer because this loving is taking you somewhere. And that's what this meditation does. It eliminates all that junk, all that obstacle all those detours that keep you getting from where you want to go and allows you to get where you want to go very quickly. Now when I say that, my mind immediately kicks in and goes, yeah, but they're always saying, how long, how much longer, how long does it take? You know, it's just like a kid. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, when are we going to get there? Our destination is on God, is with God, is to God. And it takes as long as it takes. And some of us have placed a lot of obstacles between here and there. Others may have not, or they may be ones who have done initiation before, done the meditation before in another lifetime, and cleared a lot of the debris away so it's a little smoother and easier for them in the next and maybe the next life. The question is, don't say how much longer are we there yet, but rather enjoy the journey. Enjoy the moment. If in your meditation there's nothing going on, hey, that's a blessing. My God, for a moment, nothing is happening. My mind isn't bugging me. My emotions aren't chirping at me. This world of imagination isn't calling me to come and create more imagination. 
and my physical body and the physical world is quiet. Hey, there's nothing going on. You know what nothing is? It's peace. The state of nothingness is a state of peace. It isn't the greatest of peace. It isn't the truest of peace, but it's a peace. And it's a peace that does bring about healing. It does bring about a state of quiet and balance and wholeness inside. So if you say, well, I'm not getting anything in meditation, nothing's there, be grateful. And the next time, go in and see if you can find the peace and the nothingness. The key is, whatever's taking place, honor it. If your mind is all over the place and trying to distract you and guide you away from the, the road that you're on towards God, let it do it. Even go and check it out and say, well, let's see what you've got in store for me. What do you want to do? And eventually you'll go, okay, well, thank you, and I'm not doing that right now. I'm doing God. Now, that little journey may take you two minutes. It may take you an hour, and it may take you a week because you may find that it just keeps coming back now. Oh, they're interested. I've got to keep them interested. I've got to keep them focused. More more I've got to create. And for maybe a week, you're going to follow the mind more than you're going to follow that name of God. But eventually you'll go, you know, this is not getting me where I want to go. This isn't taking me anywhere. And you'll calm down and start focusing on that road that's straight and narrow before you rather than following the mind somewhere back into itself. Let it be all okay. Don't make a judgment against anything on this journey of inner experience. You've been on a road for a long time called many incarnations of outer experience. And boy, have you done it. And you've done it well. You've done it so well that that's all you are now looking to and focusing on possibly. But this new road that you're taking isn't about outer experience, it's about the inner experience, the inner journey, the inner awakening. And it means paying attention to this new journey. And the map on this journey is different than the map on the outer journey. The outer journey took you into many different embodiments, many different traditions, many different languages, many different foods, many different traditions, many different beliefs. And you've had to pay attention to each one of those to follow the law, to follow the rule, to do it the right way, or to do it the wrong way. Maybe that's what was part of your experience. If they say you do it this way, you maybe said no and broke all the rules that you could just to have that outer experience. But this process of the inner experience is very different. It's very different. It's not about getting caught up in the outer or getting caught up in the body or the imagination or the emotion or the mind. It's about getting caught up in the loving, getting caught up in the spirit and really living in that. And that's an important thing to remember. The inner experience is different. But what we do 
is oftentimes we reference to how life is in the outer and how we refer to the outer experience, and we try to apply that reference to the inner, and it doesn't work. The inner journey is different. So we have to begin to define that inner journey for ourselves and begin to understand what our inner experience is. And our inner experience is going to be different from the next person. It's going to be different. Just as our outer experience is different. Not one of us here are having the same experience. Even though they may sound similar and may be similar, our conscious input into those experiences changes it quite a bit. And so none of us are having the exact same experience. We're having similar but different. But on the inner journey, it's all the same. It is really all the same. It's about loving. It's not about getting money and about sex and about alcohol and about success and about making a name for yourself in the world and all these different things that the outer experience is about. And there's so much more to it than that. The inner journey is one thing. It's about loving. Loving God, loving your soul, and loving yourself. And it's just following the loving. And it's learning how to live in that subtlety, in that simplicity, and letting go of all those complexities that this world has given us to live in. And through those complexities, be distracted from the truth of who we are. So pay attention when you're meditating. And begin to be still enough in your chanting of the name and in your inner focus to become aware of that movement of loving. That movement of loving may look like the blue or the purple light, the gold or the white light. It may be that sound of God, the voice of God, the sound current calling you. Or it could be just the sensation of the movement of loving at the top of your head, beginning to stir awake your consciousness into the divine that you are. The key is you have to do the work. 